Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you, 134 in Edmonton. One in four Canadians will be diagnosed with heart disease in their lifetime. But thanks to at 630Ched hashtag Heart Pledge Day Radiothon, you can make a difference and you can help the University Hospital Foundation fight heart disease. Donate now, don't wait. Visit heartpledgeday.ca or call them at 780 900 Ten forty-seven. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you, and we go back to the River Curry Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by the cult of hockey's David Staples. Hi, David. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Uh, we have some excited fans right now, David. I think they're starting to see some things turned, and uh, the, maybe the comeback last night does it. Maybe the fact that the team's gone ten and two in the last twelve. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked the listeners in and around uh, twelve twenty on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. What are the, it, it, what's going on here? Is this a, a hot run by the goaltenders? Does the team finally have secondary scoring? Is it special teams? Is it McDavid and Drysaddle? What do you think it is? I think it's continuity and patience. It's what Ken Holland talked about, Bob. There were some of us, you and me, being two prominent people doing this, who, who mentioned repeatedly before this year started that the Oilers had the best winning percentage of any of the Canadian teams last year. And they should be a good team because they've improved this year over last year. There is some concerns about um, bomb on defense, but they had added Tyson Berry and, and Slater Cuckoo and Evan Bouchard and the, all the young players, Baron Jones would be a year older. Um, there is much better forward depth on the team because of the players they added, bringing back Pulley RV, signing Cahoon. So, you know, you were, I was bullish heading into the season. So were you. And it looked like the Oilers should be able to compete for first place in the Canadian division. And I don't think this is with mirrors, Bob. This is a team that has solid depth forward, really solid depth on defense. 
to the extent that they can handle major injuries from cleft bomb on down and still get it going. And and what they've needed was at least least league average goaltending, and they didn't get that initially, but they're getting it now. So no surprise, because every single game almost, every even even when they were losing, Bob, they were getting more grade-A scoring chances than the other teams consistently. And they're getting that now. And, you know, every night, there it's when you go by grade-A scoring chances, the order should get about four goals, and the other guy should get about three, uh, which happened to be the score in last night's game. All right, you mentioned that, David, and I'm going to circle back to the same thing we talked about last week. Like, t- to me, the Oilers are not a volume-shooting team. They'll hold on to, like, when they're, and I mentioned this with Cam last night, they got to start putting some pucks to the, I mentioned this at one nothing. Like, they got to, you can't pass it into Lynette. Um, and part of it's just the creativity of the players in the top six that they have that can make those sort of plays. So when people look at advanced analytics, and I put, I put a stat out last night on Corsi, Fenwick, and then shots, uh, for, which are three statistical mechanisms. Corsi's every shot directed to the net. Uh, includes missed shots and uh, shots blocked and shots on goal. Fenwick takes out the the block shots and then the shots and then you just do the shots total. Um, very promising, even though they got great zone starts, but very promising numbers specifically for Bouchard and Jones. But your scoring chances doesn't necessarily fly in terms of what we see with shot uh, totals. So maybe explain to the listeners why that's the case. Well, what what I think is the heart of the game, the most important thing in the game is obviously scoring goals. And you, to do that, you need grade-A scoring chances. The teams that you know, get those really dangerous shots from the inner slot area, they're going to win most of their games, uh, goaltending being equal. So that's what I focus on. I, I'm not, you know, sometimes you can be outshot badly in a game, but you can still get more grade-A scoring chances the other team. So, so that's been my focus for years now. And and, uh, you know, I'm not even, I don't even know where the Oilers are with Corsi or shots at net and those kind of percentages. But I can tell you when it comes to grade A scoring chances, they're getting about uh, 13 grade A scoring chances a game. And they're giving up about 10 grade A scoring chances a game. And that kind of differential, you, you score on one in four grade A scoring chances on average. That's about a goal a game. The Oilers are better than the other teams. It's, it's significant. It's better than what they did last year. And uh, it's a testament to the, the team that uh, Ken Hall has been putting together um this bob when was the last time we had we had four lines that actually were functioning last night against vancouver they've struggled to get at the start of the year they didn't really have any lines going and one by one they put the dave tippett's put together lines that generally work i mean the second line the dry side line doesn't doesn't shoot enough uh doesn't get enough shots on that i don't think like they could do more in terms of shooting but it's pretty hard to criticize dry after the passing display he put on uh uh, last night that was that was incredible but they've got four lines at work now and i can't remember like you, we might have to go back to 2006 till the last time they actually had four lines that were really effective well i'll say this about mctavish uh from 2000 to 2006 and then they had all the injuries in 06 07 and then they started to get a little bit more aggressive in free agency but the Oilers were an overachieving team and underrated for their ability and it all stemmed from the fact that they could roll over four lines they had very good third and fourth lines at that time uh they had cheap economical players in that role so uh what's interesting is one of the guys that was brought in here to shore up the third line hasn't done that i mean kyle turris is out with an injury right now but he He's been the one sort of bet that hasn't panned out here. So the the question I have for you, David Staples, from the Cult of Hockey is, 
So we've explained what's going right. Is it sustainable? Oh, yeah. When you're, when you're getting more grade-A chances like that than the other team every game, unless your goaltending falls apart, you're going to keep rolling. I don't see the Oilers stopping, Bob, but they're not going to win, you know, they're not going to win 10 and 12. Uh, but they are, this is a team that can win 6 and 10 regularly in the, in the Canadian division. And I, don't, I think they'll, they'll average 6 wins in, out of 10 games for the rest of the year. I mean, the one player, Kyle Torres, really struggled. And it makes me, you know, honestly, it makes me question the Oilers' pro scouting a little bit. Uh, that and the Athanasio trade. Um, like, you know, there's been a couple ones that haven't worked out. But, you know, every team's going to have that. But fortunately, Ken Holland really covered his bets. I mean, he, he signed, re-signed Gaetan Haas. And Gaetan Haas, uh, is, he played well last year, but he's taken it to a new level this year. Even though he's coming off COVID, he was, he was quite sick, it seems. He's, he is really playing well. His defensive play, Bob, he is such a fundamentally sound defensive player. I, I just I just feel like when he's on the ice, nothing's bad is going to happen to the Oilers most most shifts because he absolutely takes responsibility for covering the defensive slot. He's always in the right position. He is such a smart defensive player in terms of making reads and being in the right spot to cover cover off the the potential shooter. So um, and, and the interesting thing about Haas is I think he could actually move up in the lineup. I think they need him at center. But if you were to put him on a top line, let's say with McDavid and uh, Pugliarvi, he could cover off. He, he would be so valuable in terms of covering off uh, the other team's attacking that those guys would be totally freed up to to attack themselves. You could do the same with putting him with uh, dry settling Yamamoto. So he's a, he is he is that. I, I'm just so impressed with his play this year. Uh, the one thing I'd say, I mean, he went into last night's game at 40.5% on the face-off circle. Yeah. If you're a right shot, you got to be around 52-53 because you're not winning enough draws. He, something he's got to work on. He, I mean, he's, what is he, 28, 29? It's probably something that's not going to get better. I could have, you know what, I'll say this. I like him. I like his speed and quickness. I like that he gets in the right positions on the ice. He was really good on face-offs during the World Championship. I can't figure, and maybe it's just a byproduct of not having enough NHL games and he can start getting better, David, but I'm surprised that he hasn't been a better face-off guy. And if he, if he over the next month and a half goes from 41 to 45 46 percent they might have something carrying forward here with a relatively inexpensive right shot option as a center david uh speaking of options and right shot options ethan bear is closing in on a return he might be able to play tomorrow the owners would have to activate him off of ir uh we all want to see evan bouchard play what happens with caleb jones what would you do I think Caleb Jones right now is a better player than Chris Russell. And I know that they like Chris Russell's play on the on the penalty kill, but I think that Caleb Jones might have got a rather uh, harsh message about not blocking shots out there. And the next time we see Caleb Jones on the penalty kill, he's going to do a lot better. He's going to get in those lanes and, and block those shots. Um, as He failed to do it a couple times, um, and goals were scored against the Oilers. And he sat a, a month because of that. He had a month to think about th- those mistakes that he made but at even strength Bob Caleb Jones is a much better player than Chris Russell defensively they're equal about now they make mistakes at about the same rate um, big mistakes that lead to scoring chances against them they're both about average on the team for that but Caleb Jones just provides so much more on the attack so if it's if all things being equal I would be choosing Jones over Russell the question is of course where are you going to put Ethan Bear in the lineup um, and it's 
it's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have, and I, uh, I honestly don't have a ready answer because I, uh, um, I, I just think Jones has got to stay in there. I guess if you take uh, Russell out of the group that played last night, you could put Bear in. But William Loggison, when he comes back, has also just been playing like a bear on defense. So the, the, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches, and it may be the Oilers are going to trade one of these guys, Bob, to try to get a good player. To, for the playoffs. This is a team that can win the Stanley Cup. And they might be looking at moving a really good defenseman for a really good player who can help them win the Stanley Cup. Uh, this text comes into us from Keith. He says, much like David Staples, I was disappointed that Dave Tippett broke up Drysaddle Yamamoto and Newton Hopkins. Keith says, I now see why the coach was right and I was wrong. Is David feeling the same way? I, I will say that the first line seems to be functioning pretty well, Bob. But the second line, although Dreisaitl's scoring is the same at even strength as last year, Yamamoto's scoring has fallen off a cliff in his game as well. Dreisaitl's not getting many grade-A shots on net uh, at even strength at all. He's not a shooter anymore. So I don't think it's worked out for Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. Nugent Hopkins' even strength scoring is down uh, quite a bit from last year as well. So... I think Pugliarvi and McDavid are playing well enough that they could form the, the twosome, the core of a great line, and they don't necessarily need Nugent Hopkins, that he would be better. Dreisaitl needs to play with a passer, someone who can set him up for shots. because he, And you don't want to take away that weapon at even strength that Leon Dreisaitl is, and to some extent you've done that with this formation. He's the playmaker. So... I can I can see the reasoning of the coach, but no, I would go back tomorrow uh, to the dynamite line, as I call them, and put Cahoon or Gaetan Haas or someone else with McDavid and Pugliarvi. Uh, Nurse or Barry on the power play? You know, it's interesting, Bob. For you, you will recall for years, everyone was saying, oh, we need a right-hand shot defenseman quarterback for the power play. You know, he could take that pass for that one-timer shot, and everything will be great. And it's been pretty good with Tyson Berry. I think he's played well on the power play. I don't have a problem. But it is interesting. There's one play especially where Nugent yes. Hopkins gets the pass on the left half wall and he he would always do this kind of behind the back drop pass to Clefbaum and that worked because Clefbaum's stick was right on the boards and you and there was no threat of a turnover but Barry has to kind of angle the pass and it's not as automatic it's not smooth All that right. pass and when 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 that pass comes to Barry he has a hard time then making that great uh, cross ice pass to dry saddle for the one-timer shot so this kind of key mechanism of the Oilers' power play, which we saw almost once once a game, if not once a power play, it's kind of gone, and they miss it. And that's, just, that's why as soon as you put Nurse in there, you can have that smoother operation, like clockwork, of that power play. So um, they're missing the lefty. That said, I, the guy I want to see on the power play, if I'm completely honest, is Evan Bouchard, because his shot and his uh, playmaking ability is outstanding and we're start we're seeing it at even strength already so if i had to pick i would say go if you're if you want to change it up and i'm not saying you should change it up because i like barry fine but i would like to see bouchard uh, given a chance just just one more for you david and i mentioned this number yesterday 22 year old season in the nhl six goals 20 assists 26 points 82 games played 67 penalty minutes plus 15 those numbers belong to Darnell Nurse. 
22-year-old season in the NHL. Six goals, 20 assists, 26 points, 78 games played, 66 penalty minutes. So almost identical numbers, plus 32. Yeah. Those numbers belong to Larry Robinson. The difference is Robinson got moved to the Canadians' power play the next year. And you know what? We know where Darnell, and people say, stop it, stop it. And I'm not saying Darnell is Larry Robinson. But Larry was, and you're old enough to remember this, he was a tough S, you know what, son of a gun when he broke into the NHL. I mean, he worked over Dave Schultz. he had guys, he, 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 you know, I joked one time with Chris Jericho because his dad's Ted Irvin, and Larry Robinson took apart Ted Irvin one time in a fight as well. And uh, Larry could do that, but Larry kept getting better as a player and became one of the greatest defensemen of all time because of his work ethic. But here's the difference for Nurse. He's not on the power play. so he And the Oilers got a great power play. And so he's not on that first unit. His even strength numbers over the last three years are in the top 12 in the National Hockey League in five-on-five even uh, strength scoring for defensemen. Top 12, in the people say, well, that's because he plays with Connor. Do we maybe need to give Darnell Nurse a little bit more credit here? It's an interesting question. I think it's fair to say that he gets some cheap points from playing with Connor. I would also say that he gets a lot of points at even strength off the rush, where he's rushing in, taking a shot, or moving in. And the, the, the concern that I have at even strength and on the power play with him is when the puck is passed back to him, I don't see him being particularly clever. or like, like When he goes back to Barry, he's making a million little moves. He's faking people out. He's shifting around. And, and Darnell does doesn't have that kind of game, uh, certainly at even strength. It seems like there's a lot of plays where he'll get it in and he'll kind of fire a shot at net. Or he'll make a, a pass down to the corner instead of instead of that super clever move. I don't think we've seen that at even strength. So, I, And we saw it, I would say, with Robinson, what had a little bit more. But, you know, could Darnell Nurse still develop that kind of thing? Is that a possibility? Uh, you know, I think we people have been underselling him all his career. He's playing the best hockey of his career. You know, the the final concern I have is, like, he's got to get a new contract here, Bob. And we all know that you get paid for points in the NHL. And it and if he's he gets get 10 or 15 he's, more points, he's going to get paid. But if he got 10 or 15 power play points, he'd get paid a lot more. So and you shouldn't that shouldn't be a concern of anybody. That's kind of a nitpicky kind of fan playing general manager concern. I know that. But it's it's still something I think about. So, uh, <laughs> wow. I got somebody taking Dave Schultz aside in that fight with Larry Robinson. I don't know what fight you're watching. Uh, oh, they they tired out Schultz and Bowman held Robinson back, so it would be an uneven fight. Uh, that fight was it was an uneven fight. Didn't go well for Dave Schultz. Thank David, you, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Good talking to you, Bob. Thanks. You bet. From the cult of hockey, that is David Staples. All right, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This texter says Dynamite Line is still superior. They need a different left wing for McDavid. So he wants Nugent Hopkins back with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Staples rules, says the texter. Uh, another texter says, Bob, why do you have staples on his takes are garbage? See, that's the range. <laughs> Some of the texters out there. Uh, yeah, I have to get told I'm not very good either. Um, 
and not very smart. Uh, my daughter usually takes me to task on that when we're watching something like The Crown at night and says, don't you understand anything about uh, British history? Uh, this texter comes in saying on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, Tyson Berry makes Darnell Nurse better, but Nurse makes Barry better too. Barry needs the big defensive partner to be at his best. Well, there might be some degree of truth to that. We will tell you the best piece in the city still making a great Royal Pizza multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Royal Pizza, Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. We go to this day in Oilers history, brought to you daily by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. And uh, here you go, Brendan, because you had a couple different ones you could have gone to. So you you do the one you were going to do. Yeah, absolutely. 1980, there was a couple involving Wayne Gretzky. But uh, in this day in 1980, he records an assist versus Boston. He becomes the first Oiler to score 100 points in a season. Oilers end up losing that game, though, by a score of 4-2. You know what happened on this day in 1982? Wayne Gretzky broke the single-season goal-scoring record. February 24th, 1982, he got a hat-trick against the Buffalo Sabres, scored the 77th, 78th, 79th uh, goals of the season. Phil Esposito was there. Walter Gretzky was there. It was awesome back in the day. Um... Tomorrow, NHL insider John. We're either going to have John on Thursday or Friday's show. So uh, John uh, makes uh, two appearances a week for legacy heating and cooling, paying overtime rates, and their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque will join us. Kevin Weeks for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock. Again, today is 6.30 Chad Heart Pledge Day in support of the University Hospital Foundation. And Reed Wilkins will keep it rolling after a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.